Thank you guys so much for listening to Honey and Hustle. We are a visual podcast that features conversations with small business owners, creative entrepreneurs, and those in the nonprofit community. We're so glad that we started sharing our podcast here on Anchor FM. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, and it will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on all the major platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you're listening to this right now, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Hey everybody, my name is Angela. Welcome to this episode of Planet Hustle. And today our guest is Erin Galmore of Erin Galmore Worldwide. She has a really great background in waste and water treatment. And she's here today to talk about her latest endeavor and how she shifted that and incorporated her experience into what she's doing now. Um, so Erin, I'd love for you to tell them a little bit more about what you're doing and how you pivoted your business during this time. Sure, yeah. So show up right here or show up here? Look at me, my beautiful. Uh, <laughs> also, much better than looking at the camera. <laughs> um, yeah, so I worked as an engineer for 10 years in the corporate setting and water and ice water. And I loved it, but I found that the challenges of engineering were um, super interesting to me, but they just weren't as um, stimulating as people part. I just love working with people. I love the leadership piece. Um, I love working with my staff. I love working with other engineers. And so I just, you know, when I would come home at the end of the day, and I would talk about the things that I really enjoyed the most, it always involved helping other people grow, figuring out how to work with them in a way that we can start where they are and help get them to where they want to be in their professional career, but also personally. And most of that was involved in leadership, was involved in helping them to figure out how to lead themselves, how to you know, grow greater confidence, how to talk to other people. Uh, how to advocate for themselves. And so I transitioned into starting my own leadership company. And yeah, that's where I am now. <laughs> leadership extraordinaire. <laughs> so um, we started with this goal of helping people just basically take control of their lives, take control of their careers, and manifest it into what they want it to be. Um, and that takes a lot of confronting fear, a lot of confronting intimidation. And just a lot of introspection of what am I really doing to either help myself or hold myself back from achieving everything that I want. Um, so how have you translated that into this continuing education kind of piece of your business that you've been focusing on during this time? Yeah, so um, right now I'm focusing mainly uh, on my continuing education piece. And so that's working with water and wastewater professionals, helping them to achieve their continuing education goals that they're required to acquire every year based on their licensure or their certifications. And my focus is purely in leadership. And really it's just for helping them to do exactly what you just, you said it beautifully, clearly. Um, you know, just helping them to step into their confidence, recognizing that everybody struggles. Everybody has issues with confidence. We all have to fight through them every day. It doesn't matter, you know, how, you know, how calm and composed some people might look. You know, to you, they have struggles too. Um, and then working on just some basics in, in the corporate world and in the workplace, you know, expectations. What do you expect of yourself? You know, what do you expect of other people? 
know, how do you manage yourself? How do you manage your emotions? You know, are you talking to people with empathy and some of these people? Or are you talking to them and seeing them as a robot? You know, somebody with a job description, somebody that can get you something. You know, and how people respond to you and talk to you and interact with you is going to be very reflective of the way that you interact and communicate with them. So sometimes you have to kind of step back a little bit and recognize that people are people first. You know, and actually I was having a conversation with someone this morning. You know, if you want someone to be interested in you, interested in your goals, interested in what you hope to accomplish, interested in whatever it is you, the change you hope to see in the world, whether that be, you know, in your personal space or whether it's in your professional space, then you're going to have to be interested in them first. You know, show that you care, have some empathy, ask some questions, get interested in who they are and what they want to do and accomplish as a person. Because uh, that's the only way they're ever going to truly be interested in, in you and what you want. Um, is for you to show some, um, show that you're actually a human being first too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean that's what my continuing education classes are all about, and breaking that the framework down into actionable steps because that's one thing that I struggled with myself when I attended continuing education classes and leadership type things in the past. Is you know, you're presented with these amazing stories. You're presented with these amazing, abstract, huge ideas, you know, big ideas. And you get so excited and so motivated, and then you get home and you're like, I have no idea how to incorporate that into my life. <laughs> I have no idea how to press play or to take the first step. And, or you leave with this big notebook full of ideas, and all these notes that you take. That you, that you want to implement into your day-to-day, -day, into, into your routines, into your work with your people or your teams. And then you get back to the office or your home office, depending on where you're working these days, and the notebook just sits there and starts collecting dust because you get back into that same old routine, that same old, same old, and you never do anything because it's just, it would require you to go through another thinking process, strategically. And so, my goal, anything that I do, whether it be putting out a two-minute video on LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook or wherever, is to give you something you can actually grab a hold of and utilize to the day. Some thought, some action step that you can utilize right now to grow your leadership, you know, for yourself and for your team. Um, that was a really long answer, but <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> but yes, that that's you know that's my goal because that's what I always felt like was missing when I attended classes. That was just amazing, my amazing teachers and amazing, you know, amazing books that I read. That I always got to the end and I'm like, what, what now? Yeah. Next, what do, do? <laughs> what do we do? So yeah. Okay. Um, so a couple years ago, you started working as a diversity inclusion committee chair or an association uh, related to water and waste management. Um, and you're still doing that now. And someone on you, uh, that's a really hot topic. I personally feel like that's really um, important work that we're doing right now um, in terms of how we are working together to create a way forward um, across the board, uh, through the community, through society, through the workplace, um, and just through our interactions with people. Um, so can you tell me a little bit more about how that work has, um, or how your approach to that work, rather, has enhanced or increased during this time? And what are your thoughts on the shift in thinking surrounding diversity? Yeah, so, 
There's so much to say there. There are people that say they're not. There are people that say that they believe that all minorities, including women, should have a place to be. That should be paid equal, treated equal, the higher practices should be equal. But oftentimes, those are the same people who, when asked, who can potentially use their power, use their voice to advocate for those women, to advocate for those minorities, to make sure there is an open and available seat at the table, remain silent. And that has changed. And I think that sometimes those same people who fall into that category of choosing when they use their voice and choosing when they don't, um, I think sometimes they're not even aware that they do those things. And that's where bias comes in. Uh, that's where education comes in. Um, that's where truly opening your eyes and seeing reality comes in. And so right now with our committee, we're in a bit of a, I'm not even quite sure the best way to answer the question because we're in a bit of an interesting place. I think, I think we're all in this country, in this world, in an interesting place there because it's not a place where you just substitute people, right? It's not a place where you just say, well, let's just change this policy. Let's just change this procedure and everything will be fine. This is a systemic issue. This is one that's going to take change and a, a, a change in thought, a change in practice, a change in how we think in our day-to-day -day lives for true change to happen. And that's going to take work. It's not where you press this button or you change this protocol and suddenly things are going to change or somebody can attend a workshop and suddenly they're enlightened. You know, that's a good first start. Education is important and having proper policies and procedures are important. But, but you have to understand the reasoning behind it. And, and it, I'm still learning. I have so much to learn. My, I, my ears are open. I have so much to learn. I'm not trying to say I know all the answers because I don't. But I think one of the first steps, and this is one thing that our community has already talked about, is education. We'll start having real conversations because people get so uncomfortable talking about race. People get so uncomfortable talking about you know minority conversations that they're you know they end up just not having it because they're afraid they're going to say the wrong thing. It is so much better to say the wrong thing and apologize for it once you recognize it's wrong than to say nothing at all. So, you know, I think the first step is really just education, but not education in a token way where you're just saying, here's the information, listen to it, and everything will be better, because that's ridiculous. It's actually having true conversations like out loud so that people can start to develop an understanding in a vocal way. It's one thing to know something in your mind, it's a different thing to be able to teach it and understand it and converse about it. And that's where our committee is trying to figure out how to facilitate those conversations in a safe place. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't have a good answer. Right now, I think we're all just, I think everyone's just trying to figure it out, but uh, I'm still trying to figure it out. I don't even know how to leave my own committee in some ways, because I, I, you know, 
but we're, we're all working together trying to do it the best that we can. <laughs> no, I appreciate you like trying to dive in and just what question I feel like sometimes the most important conversations are the are the awkward ones. They are the hard ones to have. And if you're gonna be any type of leader, any type of business owner, any type of person who is actively making strides towards being the best person, professional they can, then you're gonna have to have some hard conversations. And it starts with these type of conversations. It's my own life creating a culture um, and creating a lifestyle that revolves around the morals and values that I put into my business. Diversity, inclusion, uh, quality. Um, and not just amplifying voices, but just listening to voices that I may not always have the opportunity to listen to. Um, so I'm grateful that you're in a place where you're ready and really able to have those conversations. And I think that's important. Um, have you had any ghost conversations with other business owners or with other professionals recently? Yeah, so one that's one amazing thing about being an entrepreneur is I didn't realize this until I became an entrepreneur and a business owner. There is an amazing community of entrepreneurs really worldwide. I have the luxury of you know getting to know a number of people from all over the world since I started my business a number of years ago, but especially folks in the United States. And there have been a lot of these conversations um, about race, about sexism, about homophobia, about um, all the injustices that we're all facing and how we as entrepreneurs and as people who have our own voice and don't maybe feel the fear of being persecuted because we're employed by a company that may not agree with our views, we have a freedom in, in that place. And so I've joined together in a number of conversations and a number of groups with other entrepreneurs who are truly taking taking on this this freedom, you know, this power that we have because we don't answer to anyone but ourselves. Um, and um, truly using that as a powerful platform, you know, how can we use this this platform to truly facilitate change? What can we do? How can we actually um, start to, to move forward, progress forward, do the things that maybe others haven't been able to do in the past? Um, and that's really one reason why I started my business, was truly to be able to uh, step up and step into providing a voice for people who don't have them or don't feel like they can use theirs. You know, I made a vision board a number of years ago, not a vision board. Anyway, I some kind of blurred. <laughs> it talked about my goals for my business, but whatever but one of my lines was, you know, I hope to be in a place in my business very soon where I can use my voice and my power and my freedom to advocate and to facilitate change for people that don't feel that they have the power to do business. And that's what's amazing about the entrepreneurial you know, journey is, I mean, as you know, there's this freedom that comes with it where you can do that in a way that you can't, or at least you don't feel like you have the freedom to do when you're working for someone else. Yeah. Um, so speaking of this kind of, so I want to say so, because some are very big changes between working for yourself and working for someone else. So I really want to 
kind of dig deeper into the pros and cons of that because there are probably people watching this video right now or who are thinking about starting their own business. Maybe they have made the to start their own business and they're like, what next? I'm written down all these goals on a vision board of sorts. So how do I start taking these steps to achieve them and achieve all the things that I want out of you know, this new found freedom? Um, and maybe uh, they're trying to create a life that they want and career that they want that they did it where they could by working for somebody else. Um, so what advice would you give to someone who is thinking of, you know, weighing these pros and cons, like having the freedom to say what they want, advocate, and use a platform the way that they want, um, uh, who maybe wants to take that leap doesn't kind of know where to start? Wow. You know, I've thought about this question quite a bit. I don't have one specific answer, but I have a few, a few powerful thoughts okay. there. One is, um, as you start your entrepreneurial journey, and I learned this myself, the people, sometimes the people who you think are going to be your biggest cheerleaders, sometimes aren't going to support you. And it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt a lot. But if you passionately believe in what you're doing, and you truly want to go for it, and it's your dream, do it. And don't listen to them. Because there will be other cheerleaders who will come about to support you and be there with you all the way. And then one other thing I would say, you know, one of my main reasons for starting my own company was that I wanted to have more freedom to spend time with my kids at my, my, my discretion, at my leisure. I do have that because I only have to at the end of the day, respond to me. But it's such hard work. And I work so much more now than I did when I was in corporate. And the work is so much more exhausting. It's also so much more worth it. And I love it so much more. But I think it's a mistake if you think that you're gonna um, work less. Because you're going to work so much more. But it's for you. So it's very different. It feels different. Um, so I have more time with my children at my leisure. But I am working so much harder. And so much more. Now, do I hope to you know, establish some efficiencies and effectivenesses in my business? So that that's not always the case? Yes. But these last two years have been brutal in a lot of ways. Because it's just, there's just so much to do. You know, you're not just doing your job, you know, the reason that you started the company, right? Whatever your specialty is, like for me, leadership and teaching classes and teaching workshops and leadership. I'm also doing everything else. I'm making the CEO decisions. I'm doing the marketing. I'm doing you know, my books. I'm doing, you know, all the content creation for, you know, all the social blasts that I do. I'm doing everything. Not hired a few people to help me in some of those avenues, but holy moly, like I... I never imagined it was going to be this much work. I, I never contemplated all the pieces and parts. Nope. I should have, but I did not. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> but, but, but it is totally worth it because it's yours, right? And this is, you know, for me, it's my passion. And I would imagine anyone else who starts a small company, they're doing it because it's their passion. And that just, the feel at the end of the day is. It's just so much more worth it. Yeah.
Thank you guys in the next video.